Again, our scripture passage this morning was coming out of Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, which I read earlier for your hearing. But I want to peruse through it again that you can get the gist of it and the power laced and loaded within the word of God. It says, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing, that's Jesus, y'all, along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed and healed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Catch that, y'all. Then Jesus answered, Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Once again, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to read your word, the opportunity to study your word, the opportunity to hear your word. But even more, God, we're so grateful for the opportunity to apply your word. So help us right now, God, touch our hearts, our minds, our ears, our souls, that we may hear what thus saith the Lord and do thereby. God, we thank you and we bless you. For it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we do pray. Let us all say amen. 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 And amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. If you're hungry, this is the place to be this morning. Spiritually. Hallelujah. Now, one of my greatest joys is being a big NBA fan. It's viewing the NBA draft. Now, being a former baller myself, I, I'm always excited uh, seeing these young men achieve their lifelong dream of playing in the NBA. Now, what I enjoy the most about the NBA draft, besides seeing these young men choose uh, their attire for the night, that can become a serious conversation piece due to the styles, colors, and fabrics chosen is the interview segment conducted after these young men are drafted or chosen by the organization that sees something special in them. And I enjoy the interview segment the most because of the reaction to the interviewer's questions by the draftee. And the question is always, who would you like to thank? And every time this question is asked, you can see young men thinking. Sometimes during their time of thinking, 
tears begin to flow. But all of a sudden, they raise their head and begin to thank all those who played a pivotal part in getting them to this point in their lives. You see, after thinking, they respond with some thanks. And those of you who make up the congregation and viewership this morning should be able to relate. Uh, 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 for, for I guarantee when you just like these NBA draftees take the time to think about your upbringing, uh, your past, uh, your trials, your mistakes, as well as your friends that didn't make it, my God. And you look at where you are in life today only by the grace of God. I know you too respond with some serious thanks to the God Almighty. And here in this narrative, this account, this report in the Gospel of Dr. Luke, we are introduced to 10, y'all say 10, men who are identified to us as lepers who needed, longed for, and desired healing in the days that Jesus Christ walked the earth. And as I think about it, this dire need for healing, my God, it still exists today. For there are so many in dire need of mental healing, emotional healing, physical and psychological healing. And today, just like in the Bible days, the prescription remedy and cure resides in the same source, my God, endowed with power, and his name is Jesus, the great physician who throughout scripture extended himself to others that they may be healed. And today, if you need healing, Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today and forever, is in our presence prepared to heal you. In the same way he was prepared to heal the ten lepers as he purposely made his way to this certain village known to be occupied by lepers in need of healing. Look, that stood ready to meet Jesus with a dire request according to the text. Look at what the text says in verses 12 and 13. It says, then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men, oh my God, who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy, I'm excited, y'all, on us. See, Jesus being omnipresent, meaning that Jesus knows everything, uh, that, that, that he knew he was traveling to a certain village occupied by lepers, for in the law of Leviticus, 
uh, chapter 13, verses 45 and 46, it makes mention that lepers were required to live alone amongst themselves outside of the camp, isolated from society. So Jesus knew where he was going, y'all. Hallelujah. So Jesus, while on his way to Jerusalem, makes a pit stop between the border of Samaria and Galilee, which was a no-no for a Jew to do. But Jesus, sometimes he breaks protocol, tradition, to, oh my God, to get to who he needs to get to, to heal their situation. Ah, praise God, we serve a God that sometimes breaks protocol to get to you, to give you what you stand in need of. Hallelujah. Look, that, look, that he may travel where the lepers are prepared to help and to heal them. And the lepers, look, must have heard about Jesus coming because they met Jesus as he entered this certain village. Come on, when you hear about Jesus and you hear he's in the neighborhood, you better be ready to meet him. He has something in store just for you. Now, the actions of Jesus uh, throughout Scripture shows that he loves us immensely. My God. So immensely that Wham B. Bradbury wrote a song about it that says, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. I would sing it, y'all. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, if y'all know it, come on and sing it. Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. And Jesus loves you, loves you so much, oh my God, that he will travel, journey, break tradition, and show up where you're hurting to help you and to heal you. Jesus will take a journey just for you. One lost sheep he'll take a journey for that he can help and he can heal. Oh my God. But you must be willing to meet Jesus where you're hurting physically, emotionally, and mentally, and be open and honest about your need for healing. Come on, too many times we need God to heal us, and we won't open our mouths. But no, if you want God to heal you, you want to meet him and be open and honest about what you need healing for. You can't keep a secret from Jesus. He knows anyway. You help yourself by being honest and open to Jesus about what you need healing for. Just like these lepers who, according to the text, meet Jesus, look, as he enters, look, and they are obedient. They're orderly, y'all, and respectful to the law and others because of the disease they were dealing with. Look at what verse 12 says. It says, Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men 
who were lepers, and they stood afar off. The NIV version says they stood at a distance. So, so, so even though they were in dire need of healing, they didn't crowd or get close to Jesus, but remain orderly and respectful of others, primarily Jesus, due to the ailment and disease they were dealing with that had the potential to infect and affect those they got close to. I, I pray through this ordeal of dealing with this pandemic, we as a nation of people and the body of Christ have learned how to be obedient, orderly and respectful, look, and caring for others and not just ourselves that we continue to take the proper precautions that our actions be led by care and concern for others' well-being and not just for ourselves. For one of the greatest commandments in Mark 12 and 31 is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. In other words, you need to be looking out for your neighbor the same way you look out for you. You need to care about your neighbor the same way you care about you. Amen? Yeah, so put your mask on. Go get your, your shot. Still stand at a distance. Come on, I'm at the line in Walmart. I'm like, yo, back up. <laughs> to the glory of God. See, if we respect, honor, and apply this great commandment given by our great God, we will, like these lepers, be more mindful of others' well-being. Come on, this pandemic has showed us how lack we are in the care and concern of others. God wanted to reveal some stuff, y'all. Amen. And we all got our mask, mask on in here, Amen. Except me, but we're they back. Hallelujah. So we're taking precautions in the house of God. I say that because you can come on down as we worship the Lord. Now, when you read the text, you will notice that all, oh my God, 10 of these lepers were men. Uh, they were males dealing with, oh my God, health issues that they sought help and healing for from the great physician named Jesus Christ. Look, look. And as they entered a certain village, they met him, ten lepers, uh, and they stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. Ten lepers, ten men, y'all, amen? You see, these ten men uh, needed a physician to help them, to heal them. So they call on the great physician, but they make a, an appointment with the original Dr. J. Dr. Jesus is his name. Look, and they didn't have the Christiana Care portal to make their appointment with Jesus. So what they do is verbally call out to Jesus with a loud voice, and they say, Jesus, Master, yeah. 
have mercy on us. Amen. Sometimes you just got to call him out. Jesus have mercy on us. Amen. I praise be to God that we ain't really got to have no appointment. He says, call on me when I may be found. Call on me when I'm near. Hallelujah. Anybody called on Jesus with a loud voice lately? That your neighbors came knocking on your door thinking something was wrong. But when they got there, they saw you in a, in a position of praise because you called out on Jesus. You see, oh, these ten men weren't like men today who can have an ear falling off, uh, feet swollen up like tree stumps, arms out of socket. Temperatures over 100.4 degrees, abdominal pains, back pains, uh, 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 headaches, and severe pain in their extremities. But due to pride and fear, men living today, well, they probably won't be living too long if they don't take care of some of that stuff, won't go to the doctor to get the help and the healing they need. I got to add myself in there. We need. That, that, that's when we as men become super spiritual. And we say stuff like, the Lord God of heaven and earth, the creator of all mankind, the one that, one that makes nothing out of something, he will heal me. Come on, we, we get real spiritual, my God. When it comes to uh, not going to the doctor and making up excuses. But the Lord also wants us as men to be wise, humble, and fearless. That we may push aside pride and fear and go see the doctor to get the help we need. Amen. If I was to poll the room right now and ask you, brothers, what's your doctor's name? You probably couldn't tell me, because you don't remember the last time you. <laughs> but if I was to pull the sisters, come on, they'd tell us everything. But what we learned from these 10 lepers is that when you push pride and fear aside and call on the doctor that made the doctor that made the doctor that made the doctor as a man, you can receive the healing you need that you can hang around long enough to impact your community, your family, your church, your co-workers, and even the strangers you meet in Walmart. As you journey through this life, these 10 men, these 10 lepers are a great example of that. Now, what I found intriguing in the text, besides these 10 lepers being all men, is that they don't actually, look at the text, y'all, request healing or to be healed by Jesus. Look at verse 13. It says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus... Master, have mercy on us. You see, these 10 men who were overtaken by 
the chronic infectious disease called leprosy, categorized by sores and scabs and white spots above and beneath the flesh. Don't ask for healing, but for the master's mercy. Oh, you got to catch that. See, there must be something special about the master's mercy. Now, we know mercy, the mercy of God to be not getting what we deserve, which is death due to sin. Yes, you and I deserve to be dead in our sins because the wages of sins we committed towards God is worthy of death, according to Romans 6 and 23. But mercy, the Lord's mercy, hallelujah. One, two, hallelujah. The, the Lord's uh, mercy goes even deeper than that. For the Lord, mercy, the mercies that he has allowed us to be consumed according to lamentations lets us know that crystal clear. That mercy, God's mercy towards us is not getting what we deserve. But, but look at this, y'all, for, for mercy. God, we're going deep with this mercy thing, y'all. God's mercy is the aspect of God's love that causes him to help those that are miserable, are in a miserable state due to breaking God's law or due to circumstances beyond their control. Question, 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 y'all. Have you ever been miserable due to circumstances beyond your control? You know, stuff you can't get a handle on or, 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 or that is beyond your controlling ways. Has that ever had you miserable or full of gloom? If that's when God's love shown through his mercy for you brought you out of your state of misery, ready, willing, and able to accomplish your dreams, your goals, your aspirations in life that were for your good and for God's glory. You see, what I found out is that when you call on or request the master's mercy or the mercy of God, look at this, y'all, you appeal to the compassion of God to receive what you stand in need of and even more. See, your, your, your cry for mercy connects with the compassion of God that faileth not. So these lepers, they cry out for mercy. Hallelujah. See, that's, that's why our grandparents and great-grandparents would ask God to have mercy on their souls in their prayers, knowing that the request for God's mercy taps into the compassion of God to give you what you need and more. I think it's high time that we start adding this mercy into our prayers. 
that we can tap into the compassion of God that he may give us what we need and even more. And Jesus, the great physician, wanted to heal them. But even greater, he desired to make them whole. Yeah, see, see, see. That, that, that mercy, it tapped into the compassion that God uh, would heal them. But, but it went a step further because his desire was to make them whole. I know you might be hurting and you need some healing, and I pray that you get your healing, but I pray even more that through your healing, you be made whole. See, by his mercy for these who were in a miserable state, his compassion for them as master yearned to make them whole. And when you are whole by, made whole by Jesus, uh, you will approach things in life differently. See, when you're made whole by Jesus, you'll approach various trials with joy, knowing that they are a test to produce patience in your life. Uh, when you're made whole by Jesus, you'll Approach all things that happen in your life as working together for your good. See, when you're made whole by Jesus, you'll approach doing good for others without selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, considering others better than yourself. When you're made whole, you'll approach things differently. But before... Jesus makes them whole upon their requests for mercy. He, he's first moved to heal the ten lepers. And look at how he does it according to the word of God. Verse 14 says, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Some versions say they were healed. Now, in this post-pandemic uh, period, uh, 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 posting of pictures of oneself living their best life on social media has increased. I know y'all be seeing those pictures of them folk living their best life on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, those, those pictures have increased, y'all. And I believe after being on lockdown for so long because of the pandemic, people just want to be seen. And, and it's usually people who have been working out during the pandemic because you see them posing and flexing and smiling while the caption above says, look at me now. Nobody in here does that, amen, or viewing. But, but people want to be seen, and there's nothing wrong with that. But know that the God of heaven and earth sees you too. And, and look, he sees you when you're looking good, and he sees you when you're looking bad. He sees you when you're up, and he sees you when you're down. He sees you dark and he sees you in the light the Lord sees you struggling he sees you trying 
He sees that you're overwhelmed by life. He sees you crying. The Lord, he sees you. So don't give up. Don't give in. Because what the Lord sees, he wants to serve notice on. And here in verse 14, Jesus lets it be known that he sees the ten lepers and proceeds to serve notice, my God, on their disease situation by commanding them to go choke themselves to the priest. I got to stay here for a minute, y'all. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, he sees you and he is serving notice on what you're going through. And him serving notice on it will call for you to do some stuff that you may not be accustomed to doing. He commanded them to move. Remember, they were lepers. Oh, my God. A position in a place just for them away from society. But the Lord commands them as he deals with this situation of disease to get the moving. Some of y'all in here need to get the moving. That the Lord can, my God, serve notice on your disease. My God, Jesus who has all power to pronounce healing right where they stand doesn't do so, but instead directs them to go show themselves to the priest. Come on, Jesus, you got power. Come on, you, come on, you, you heal folk. I, I, I heard, I heard you healed. Come on, Jesus, come on. You want to tell us to go and you, Jesus, he tells them to go. If you check the text, these 10 men are obedient and they go. Which is odd because you know we as men, we don't like to go to the doctor. And we also don't be like, like to be told what to do. Because we as men, we think it, we got it all under control. But no, these brothers right here were obedient. We learn right here as men, we have to be obedient to when God calls for us to move. Amen. Yeah, yeah, come on. We were obedient back in the day at the club when our favorite song came on, and we sure enough moved. You know, you used to say, that's my song, and we would get to moving. We come to the Lord, and he directs us. No, he commands us to move, and we want to stay still in mediocrity, my God. But God wants us as men to move. He called for these brothers to move, and they got to move. You see, Jesus, 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 who, who was one who did as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 40. Do all things in decency and in order. And Jesus uh, directing these ten lepers to go and show themselves to the priests was in line with the law in Leviticus chapter 13 that gave the priest the authority to examine those healed from leprosy. Now, it's recorded in Scripture that the healing of leprosy 
in the Old Testament was never remedied by man, but only by the miraculous move of God upon them. In, in Exodus 4 and 7, Moses was healed from leprosy, miraculously. In Numbers 12 and 10, Miriam was healed from leprosy, miraculously. And Naaman in 2 Kings 5, 1 through 10, after he dipped seven times in the dirty Jordan, he was healed of leprosy miraculously. And going back to Naaman and back to men, you know, it took Naaman some, some time to get to the Jordan. Yeah, because he didn't want to dip him. He was priest king. I don't want to. No, he was obedient finally. And when he was obedient, he was healed. See, it was only by the healing power of God that those who had leprosy could be healed. See, there are only some things in your life that God and only God can heal. Come on, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, because we had it at my former church. They had the seven steps for those on drugs, I, and I know that works. But, 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 but Jesus is the only one, the eighth step, that can heal you. You see, it's only by the healing power of God that even today, you and I can be healed. I, I, I hear my brother saying, well, why go to the doctor if Jesus today could still heal us? Well, my brother, you go to the doctor because God empowers the doctor with knowledge and know-how to give you the right diagnosis that you get the right remedy for your healing. So again, it's only by the healing power of Jesus we can be healed. And here in the text, this is confirmed. For the text says, when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, as they moved, as they ran, they were healed. You see, as they made their way to the priests, they were miraculously and divinely being healed by the power of Jesus. You see, these 10 men who were overcome with the disease called leprosy weren't just out for a show. No, they were walking in the way of healing. You see, as they put one foot in front of the other, they could see and feel their sores and scabs fading as their skin took on a new radiance. They put one foot in front of the other. And as they moved, they were being healed by the power of Jesus. But one of them, my God, that was being healed as he walked in the direction of the priests, began to think about how, as a leper, he was criticized, ostracized, excluded from society, looked down on as one being penalized for sin, required to wear clothes that 
represented morning. Man, I couldn't have been a, a leper. Hallelujah. Because I like clothes. Look, their hair had to remain in disorder. And while in the midst of others, they had to raise up and cry out, unclean, unclean, that others may turn away, my God, from them. But this one man out of ten began to think about what he had gone through as a leper. And as he looked at himself being healed, he realized that some thanks was in order. See, every now and then, you need to take a look at your life. And as you look at your life, you will see that it's time to give God some thanks. You're not what you used to be. You're growing in his grace and knowledge. Come on, you don't cuss like you used to. You don't drink like you used to. Come on, you know, some of us drink more liquor than the Lord allowed, but now... Take a look at you. Oh my God, now. Come on, at one time you were a renter. But now you're a homeowner. Oh, my God. Come on, come on. Come on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. He is worthy of some thanks. You see, it's thinking that leads to thanks. And when you and I think of where the Lord has brought us from, it should lead us to thank him. And this one man, it was 10, y'all, oh fresh off of being healed from a, a disease that man could not remedy, wants to show us what thanks to the almighty God should look like that's derived from thinking of where the Lord delivered, freed, protected, kept, covered, and healed you from. Look at verse 15, y'all. We getting there. We getting there. We almost done. It says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God with a loud voice. See, when you think like this former leper about what the Lord has healed you from and helped you, your praise of thanks to God should be voiced and voiced with some volume. It said he praised God with a loud voice. He came back praising God with a, a loud voice. Voice, those out there who are in a backslidden condition, uh, hallelujah, God wants you to come back, and he wants you to come back praising him with a loud voice. You see, it was his thinking that spurred his thanks. 
uh, to be at a volume that the Lord and those around him could hear him. I believe the nine heard it, but because they were so imp- impressed about getting to the priest, they kept on moving. But he was loud, y'all. Have you ever thanked God so loud that others were able to hear you? That's a question. Or, 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 were, or were you too concerned about what people would say if you got loud for the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I think y'all know about me. I don't mind getting loud for the Lord when it comes to thanking him. See, you don't know my story. Because if you knew my story, you would understand my praise. I don't know your story, but you know it. And because of that, hallelujah, just like this leper, you should come back giving God some Thanks with some volume. Voice from your larynx. For for you can can think about what the Lord healed you from, delivered you from, and kept you from. You could do it anywhere. See, I'm not putting nobody on the spot to get loud for the, the Lord. You know, I ain't putting you on the spot because you can get loud for the Lord anywhere. When you think about his delivering power. His healing power, amen? You, you, you can get loud for the Lord on your own time, Look, in your quiet time. But, 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 but I come to let you know when you think about the Lord and what he's done for you in your quiet time. Uh, uh, be ready uh, through the power and unction of the Holy Spirit to the voice your thanks with some volume. Your quiet time will be interrupted with your voice at a high volume, giving God the thanks that he deserves. Anybody want to thank God this morning with a loud voice for delivering you, for keeping you, for healing you, for sustaining you. Hallelujah. Uh, Give God a, a voice and volume of thanks. And to my brothers, the same volume, I got to say this again, to my brothers that are here and are viewing uh, the, 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 the loud voice that you use when your favorite team wins the scoring touchdown and uh, scores the winning basket in the game seven of the triple overtime championship game is the voice with volume that God wants to hear in your thanks to him. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's about time that men, 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 men get loud for the Lord. When you think about how the Lord has kept you and delivered you and provided for you, man, you need to get loud for the Lord. Hallelujah. I hear somebody out there streaming. You getting loud for the Lord right now. Man. Hallelujah. So when our thanks lead to, when our thinking leads to thanks, it should be voiced to God with some volume. Yeah, we got to put some volume on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also, also when our thinking leads to thanks, it should cause us, look at this, y'all, 
to voluntarily fall to our knees as a sign of thanks to God. Come on, this leper is trying to teach us something, y'all, in the area of thinking and thanking, y'all. Look at what he said to brother. Look what this brother's thinking led to. Verse 16a, it says, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. See, see, if, if you recall, this former leper was conversing with Jesus from a distance. The Bible says afar off because of his respect for Jesus. But now he's laid out at the feet of Jesus. Look, wide awake, giving him thanks. You see, he's not laid out at the feet of Jesus um, 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 slain in the spirit and asleep. Crickets. No, this brother is awake at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. Yes, you see, when, when our thinking that leads to thanking Jesus for what he has done for us in spite of us, it should affect our posture. God, God, you something else. Every now and then to the point we fall to our knees and give Jesus thanks. Come on, I don't know if you, you knew that coming to Christ and, and, and walking with him and talking with him, it would affect your posture. Here, 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 the leper lets us Know that not that thanks will affect your posture. Now, I know some of you may be concerned about you, how you're going to get up after falling to your knees. And if that's you, you'll never voluntarily fall for Jesus because you're thinking about you and not thinking about what the Lord Jesus did for you. You see, in this area of thanks, I know from experience it's difficult, but you have to learn how to take your thoughts off of you and place them on Jesus, your burden bearer, your heavy load sharer, and when you do, you'll be compelled to voluntarily fall to your knees and thank Jesus. And look, and it's a fall that the Lord will honor. Oh my God. You, you know there's some falls that the Lord won't honor. Come on, when we sin and fall from great high, he doesn't honor that. But when you fall at the knees of Jesus to give him thanks, he will honor that. So, so don't be concerned about getting up. For if the Holy Spirit, my God, caused you to voluntarily fall at the feet of Jesus on your knees, I guarantee you and come by to let you know the Holy Spirit is obligated to get you up to the glory of God, no matter how old you are. No matter how bad your knees are, if you fall to your knees for Jesus, directed by the Holy Spirit to give him thanks, he's obligated to get you up. 
and he wants to get you up that you can start running, that you can start shouting and praising God. So when our thinking leads to thanks, we will voluntarily fall to our knees and thank Jesus. But look at this, look at this, y'all. We're almost done. When we, when we think, also, it will lead to committing to a vow of thanks to the Lord forevermore. See, commitment to whatever you do in life takes effort. Come on, please don't think that commitment is easy uh, to attach oneself to. No, commitment takes a, a, a daily conscious effort to pull it off. So if you recall, Jesus was uh, uh, committed to fulfilling his calling to hang on the cross. But, but when he thought about it at Gethsemane, he had to push through his feelings and make a conscious effort to stay locked into his commitment. See, if, if you recall, Jesus sent 10 lepers to the priests and, and healed them as they were making their way. Now, nine of them were Jews. And, and, and you would think that because of that, the nine would be the first to return to Jesus, to thank him after thinking of how they used to be. But they don't. See, according to the text, only one of the lepers that returned to thank Jesus was a Samaritan. 15b says, and he was a Samaritan. And Samaritans were classified as a mixed race that was despised by pure-blooded Jews, of which the nine should have vowed to return to thank Jesus due to their knowledge of the coming Messiah. But they didn't return to thank Jesus after thinking. You would think that these Jews would have committed to a vow to thank Jesus. But they didn't. And those who have trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and have taken time to think about what Jesus has done uh, should be more than willing to commit a vow of thanks to Jesus forevermore. So when you think of how Jesus wakes you up in the morning, you should make a vow to thank him. When you think of how Jesus protects you throughout the day, you should make a vow to thank him. When you think of how Jesus provides your every need, we should make a vow to thank him. Let us not be like the nine lepers that failed to think, which would lead them not to thank or commit a vow of thanks to Jesus. But let us be like the leper who through his thinking was led to thank Jesus. Look at this, y'all. And because he did, the master's mercy 
full of compassion that fails not, made him whole. Look, look, look at these fat last few verses and we're, we'll be done. Look at verse 17. It says, then Jesus, now I want to go up to you, 17. Then Jesus answered, where were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise, go your way. Your faith have made you whole. My God, my God, my God. Jesus, Jesus. Now, the word well here in the text, in the Greek is pronounced sozo. And it means to make whole. So Jesus, what he does through his uh, mercy and compassion, because this foreigner, this Samaritan, turned back and thanked Jesus. Jesus doesn't just heal him, but he makes him whole. Hallelujah. See, when your thinking turns to thanks, and you thank Jesus like you never have before, he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can ask or think. He won't just heal you, but he'll make you whole. The Lord was moved to heal and make this brother whole. When thinking turns into thanks, God is moved to do what no other power can do. So I encourage you, I implore you to think today and forevermore about what Jesus has done for you. And I guarantee it will muster up some things. God, we thank you and we bless you on today. We give you glory, adoration, and praise, Lord.